0: Realms of Peril and Glory will begin after these short messages. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling-medical-investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving god, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available.
1: We'd like to thank our patrons, Leroy Cassidy, Michael Kubiak, and Rachel Smith, for their support in making this series possible. If you'd like to join them and get ad-free listening, bonus shows, and a lot more, then head over to patreon.com slash lightandtragic.
2: Welcome back to Realms of Peril and Glory. I'm Maddie Searle, and I will be your Game Master slash Strife player today. And we will be playing Agon, which is a fast paced TTRPG set in ancient Greece. And it's designed by John Harper and Sean Netner. And today I will be playing with three fabulous players, starting off with Headley Knights.
1: Hello. My name's Headley. I'm from WeFix Space Junk. And I will today be strong limbed, the, the disarming, strong limbed Himbocules.
2: Wonderful, and, woo, and we will also be playing with uh, Ella Watts.
3: Hello, I'm Ella. My pronouns are she, her, but I will be playing many-wayed Calliope, who uses he, she, they pronouns and honors the god Hermes, because they're a bit of a thief, a bit of a traveler, and 150% god. Perfect. And James Barbarossa.
0: Hello,
1: I am uh, James Barbarossa, and I will be playing uh, clear-voiced Kante honored god is Dionysus the lightning conductor and bearer of many scars from necromancy Uh, and I'm the bard of the ship so really not helpful in a big spooky
2: labyrinth Cool. All right. Speaking of big spooky labyrinths, that is where you currently are. Just before arriving, you had another little mumbling of mutiny among the sailors who were wondering if they were ever going to get home. But you managed to calm them down with sandwiches and with strong words of encouragement. And as you approached the island you are now currently in, well, it's not really an island. It's more of a sea labyrinth with massive towering obsidian walls and fetid waters filled with bones and corpses Um, and uh, you managed to work out a way of navigating the labyrinth using Calliope's falcon, Aristides but in trying to avoid danger you seem to have been going around in circles a bit because you have now decided that the ultimate way to get out of the labyrinth is to go directly towards the danger and defeat it and also while you were on your journey it has taken weeks and weeks to navigate this labyrinth so you had to enforce strict rationing. But Himbocules took the leadership role and managed to even get a round of applause out of the sailors who appreciated his um, honesty and a willingness to take less for himself so that everyone could have equal rations. And also, Calliope managed to decipher the etchings on the walls of the labyrinth which turned out to be the names of the heroes who had been lost in this labyrinth and you have now realized that the entire walls of the labyrinth are all covered with names of heroes who have been lost here so that is a little foreboding and you also heard a voice um or several thousands of voices calling out to you asking for you to rest their bones and avenge them You have now just emerged into this large arena. Your ship has a place to dock in front of several platforms in different levels, the highest of which is occupied by a siren with beautiful golden hair, singing her heart out in this strange, ethereal, ancient tongue. And on the lowest platform is this huge, double the size of Himbocules warrior in a bull-horned helmet. And also, which I didn't mention previously, um, he is holding in one arm a bunch of massive adamantine chains which loop into a ring high above and you get the sense that this person is holding up the walls of the labyrinth with his massive strength.
3: Damn. Okay. Um I I think when, once we arrived, like I assume that Himbercules is awake and Calliope didn't tell him last night that he, um that she'd heard the voices of the dead, but I think he goes over to Himbocules um quite intensely. I think Calliope is always quite intense in a kind of awkward way. Um <laughs> and kind of says quietly away, away from the rest of the crew. Himbocules, last night I heard the voices of the dead. And they asked us to avenge them, to destroy the thing that killed them, which is probably that thing, but I just, I think you should know that if you, if, if we can strike it down, then I think a lot of restless souls will finally find peace.
1: Well, that's good news then. We've got a, we've got direction. <laughs> we've got an angle. We know what the gods want. And uh what's more, this song slaps. <laughs> oh
3: wait, Himbocules I'm
1: <laughs> point pointing towards gonna the gonna, sirens. Like, I, I think <laughs> I could do better. Maybe we should go a bit closer. I'm
3: gonna climb onto like the railing next to the staircase that leads up to the helm because I don't think that even on tiptoes, Calliope can reach Himbercules' ears, so I'm gonna climb onto the railing and standing on the railing I'm gonna like shove the candle wax deeper into Himbercules' ears. Keep the candle wax in the ears, please. Nah, nah, please. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> What was that? (laughs) Ears! I'm just going to gesture to my ears. Stay in. Stay in. Wax in. Okay. Thank you.
1: Himbocules is feeling very smug now that he taught everyone um, military, uh, like, naval hand gestures Ah, at this ah. point. So um, (laughs) we we are uh, able to uh, use a little bit of strategic uh, mime to instruct the the rowers towards this central platform.
3: I, uh, yeah, I do also want to say that like, at night, Kawhi just fucking put candle wax in people's ears whilst they were sleeping. She did not tell them why. Like, they didn't, <laughs> like, say they, they have just been, like, sneakily, like, just shoving wax in people's ears. People wake up in the morning and like, like, you know, Swashbucklies is like, what well, 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 I can't hear very well this morning, I'm worried. And it's like, no, no, it's just candle wax. Everyone's got candle wax. Yeah, good,
2: good. Very good shout. Um. And now the sound of the siren song is muffled and you uh, are pretty sure that uh, its effects will not worm its way into your mind. But you can see that the man who we shall call for expediency, the Bull of Tomisos, he is um, drinking in every single note of this song and it seems to be pumping him up. It's like the song is steroids for him and he is just totally into it and he's sort of fuming with rage, and as soon as he sees the ship approaching, he kind of uh, runs up to the very edge of the platform and starts making very aggressive sort of rugby tackle gestures towards you.
3: I look at Kante, gesture to the siren, why can't you do that? Why can't your songs be, like, making us stronger?
1: I was... I... I conducted lightning to kill those harpies!
3: Yeah, but, like, you didn't, like... I want, like, musical steroids. Steroids haven't been invented yet, but if they had, that's the comparison I would be making. I want.
1: Probably because I'm not an evil, mystical being (laughs) whose sole purpose is to lure sailors to their deaths.
3: Maybe I'm just not trying hard enough.
1: Maybe I'm just (laughs) not trying hard enough, Calliope. Well, maybe. Maybe Kente's songs would be enough to distract the ball, and maybe give it a different. give it a different feeling I could certainly tell us our tale of uh, our journey upon the Isle of Acherous go for it if that if if, if it comes to that I think do it now I think straight off the bat before we just do it now just do it now Uh, I could I'll I'll get up to the top of the mast Pimbercules has asked me to Sing back at this siren. Is that can I can I roll a, an arts and oration against that,
3: um,
1: or am um, or should I just do it?
3: Let me just double check. Um, Our bard is better than so, your siren. <laughs> <laughs> so
2: um, I would just like to ask. I would say
1: maybe we should save it for the cl- any part for whatever I do in the clash is probably going to be standing up here singing music of the yeah. siren. Yeah, yeah, it's
2: gonna be yeah because so cool. um yeah I was gonna say um would you like to commence battle with...
1: I think that would c- count as commencing battle if I did that. Now, we can do that, but...
2: Yeah. There, like, you can... I
1: feel like there's not much to do other than clash. Um, we have... I mean, I mean maybe, maybe address the bull. Really see where we're at. Um, yes, yeah, speak. Speak to them, because it seems like they're a person under there of some sorts. Timbocles, you are our champion. Speak to this... To the, to the bull
3: but maybe don't get within arm's reach
1: no no <laughs> yeah okay well w- while our, our ship is uh, nearing the dock I'll tell the rows to, to stop where they are and um, pull on those water brakes and um, and yeah I'll, I'll adjust the bull <clears throat> I say good sir what is your business
2: here? And the bull squares up and, like, goes as close to the edge of the platform as he can without, like, falling in the water and yells out.
4: I shall be the greatest hero of them all. The siren's song has fueled me to become the greatest hero. She has lured many a hero to their deaths here so that I may remain the only one. But Are but, you holding up the labyrinth? Yes, why do you ask? Why? To get people lost in the labyrinth so that they... That doesn't really
1: count as fighting them, does it? You big wuss? <laughs> That's very rude give, a, of will, you. Will, will, will. Boc- Kante. actually Kante. fights people and he's going
3: to kick your ass. <laughs> and going to put a hand over Kante's mouth and just uh, like, and, 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 and keep them quiet so that, and, and just like nod to Himbokiles.
1: So anyway, Bull, can I call you Bull? <laughs>
4: Yeah, why not?
1: Bullshit.
3: I've got my hand over your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I,
1: I've, I've, I've never heard... I, like, you say you want to be the greatest hero of them all, but what is a hero without tales of them? And we've not heard of you. We've travelled far and wide, and, and this is the first we've come into contact with you. Like, your, your story isn't reaching because no one is leaving.
4: That is a very good point. Hey <laughs> siren, siren. Uh wh- 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 why wh- why haven't you told people about me?
2: And the the siren just um like goes up an octave and the song sort of worms its way into the into the bull's mind and he goes back into his rage state. It's like she is like with her song she is controlling him.
1: See, I get the word out. I tell stories. She isn't doing a damn thing. That's not a bard, that's a hypnotist. If she, if she doesn't tell her friends about you, she clearly is ashamed of you. It's bad PR.
2: The bull now has gone beyond the point of words and is just
3: snorting and roaring.
1: I know, I think we're all just very frustrated.
3: <laughs> I like. I've definitely downgraded them from power couple to dysfunctional couple. Like at first I was like, oh right, power couple, but now I'm like, oh no. That would
1: be a sick power couple. Yeah, yeah. but
3: now it's just like, this is a bad dynamic, mm-hmm. actually. Like, leave her. Come on, bro. Like, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah definitely. She's not worth it, She is it, the asshole. Mm-hmm. Am I the asshole yeah. for making my lover eternally fight like heroes without ever telling anyone about his exploits and convincing him? That doesn't even <laughs> fight.
1: They just drown people. That's no, not even a I, I,
3: I my, my guess is he like bludgeons them, and then the the water is just the fucking the corpse disposal channel.
1: No, they've been coming up here, scratching names into the walls where they've died.
3: Oh, true. Yeah, I guess the ones that get lost. Yeah, no, you make a good point. The
1: labyrinth isn't. The labyrinth is to just kill people. He's a. He's a. He's Craven. You're Craven. <laughs> the,
2: <laughs> just hear like the uh, sound of pure fury. Like... <laughs> so, I
1: think this is the this this chap is is not the big bad here. He's he's the blunt weapon. The big bad is the siren. Yeah. That's who we need if to she's defeat.
3: She's the mastermind.
1: Is she high up? Did you say? She is
2: yeah, she's on the highest platform. Uh, it's uh, probably like 50 feet up in the
3: air I mean Himbercules, you're right at the very least even if the bull continues to fight us he will not have magical strength from the siren's help if you can defeat the siren first
1: yeah or alternatively I can put Boris in your pocket and he can put uh, he can hop up and put earwax in the bull's ears
3: but what if Boris gets hurt
1: sounds risky if you get if you get close and if you get close and face the face the strength of the Minotaur you can hold him off and distract him and then you can you have full uh, leave to get Boris to climb up on his back and stick wax in his ears
3: Well it's perhaps the strategy fight the siren go to the bull. No, yes, you're right. Go to the bowl. wax. I'll have Aristides around the water just in case the bull throws Boris off, because that seems likely. Um, but, I, but I think Himbercules is right. I, I think that we shouldn't leave the Siren unaddressed. And, and even with your performance, I think.
1: But the Siren is nothing without the Minotaur.
3: What if she
1: turns one of us? But the, the siren could still, could still get into our heads if we lose wax at any point. That is why I am singing a song. Well, we could... Um, the, the bird of luck could go and peck her.
3: I can send her a studi- Yes, of course, I can send her a study as a distraction.
1: I could potentially shoot an arrow. It's quite high up, but... Yes, could we just... Buy p- We're on a ship. Could we get up on a mast? Do the old... Climb up on a tree and climb over the project.
2: <laughs> there is a big ring that you could tie a rope to if you can manage it.
1: Precisely. Uh, Calliope, you're good at climbing and acrobatics.
3: I don't like where this is going.
1: Get a hook across. Himbokulis could go across and just. I hate to say it. Hurl you across the gap. Deck that siren!
3: <laughs> I mean, yeah. I can definitely try. I mean, if I if I come up from the main master, main master ship like this should be, you know, it it should. I mean, I I kind of want to. I'm like, I'm having this moment of being like, I don't want to be like GM, well, actually like measurements, because that feels like just messing with the fun rather than than having fun. But yeah, like like, maybe like, can can we say that like the the height of the mast is at least high enough that, that we would be close to try something?
2: Oh yeah, Absolutely. Yeah, I'm terrible with distances and stuff, so please take fifty feet as whatever you want it to be, because I don't know how tall things are. Yeah,
1: I, I've googled it, and Greek ships had. 60 yeah, miles, like
3: so. I, like this is my, the thing. My, yeah, on a on a tall ship. As long as that's not game breaking, it <laughs> yeah. definitely be that high. But like, it's yeah. No, that's totally cool.
1: My lord, um, Himbo, we've presented you with many options. At the end of the day, whether you face the siren or you face the bull. What strategy we take is up to you. I think, if we can, we go straight for the siren. Because the siren is... And and that... I mean, part of me... I'm not against defeating the, the bull if we have to, but there were moments there where they seemed like they could be reasoned with. So, yes, I know. I, I, I meant put the plugs in the ears. Then they can be reasoned with because they won't hear the siren. But I, I could, see. of course... Play music at the bull while you fight yes. the siren.
3: and 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 if the siren turns our crew on us, or you know, I mean, she has supernatural abilities. To I think Imbokudluz is right. I think going for the siren is is a good call. Like at le- the the bull, at least only has strength. The siren has the ability to control us, to turn us, to magically do other things that we might not have seen yet. Um.
1: I think we should try both. We should. Uh me and Calliope should go up to the top of the mast, up to the crow's nest, and um, I'll try with arrows, you try with throwing a rope across, um, and we will try and get to the siren in one way or the other. Meanwhile, um, Kante can be... Um, audio support, yeah. Yeah, audio support, distracting the bull, one, from what we're doing, and two, potentially from Boris sneaking up with earplugs so we could do it we could we could all spread out do our own thing
3: and then Ristelis can fly Boris over if Himbercules like, isn't carrying him
1: there will also be a threat at some point so we need to better yeah um, that I think I think that's the start of the clash there yes I suppose so what shall I sh- shall I start playing first or or is the is the initial of the cl- clash going to be you firing stuff over and then I will distract the how how we start who's who's going um, first I think if you start the distraction first it would make sense then Sounds it's good. less obvious what we're doing then i will dist- will begin to play music back at the siren and the minotaur to just set the tone that i am, as the bard will be fighting this siren make her think that i am the threat to her perfect as a as a rival musician
2: all right i'll roll the target number and that is a 13 you have to beat Oof. fantastic and you got to choose whichever domain you want and i'm assuming it'll be arts. And obviously narration. it will be arts and narration
1: <laughs> i am Kante, so i shall take a name dice i am the clear voice so i shall take an epithet dice arts and oration uh, that is another d8 and since i am pulling off standing at the highest point of the ship that i can get to and playing loud music at the enemy uh, I will be drawing upon my previous experience as the lightning conductor to try and do a really powerhouse show, the same way that I did with the siren. And I'm going to use the title, lightning conductor, to get me that D10. Yes,
3: absolutely. I can do that, right? Nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Amazing. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. Sorry, I just also really because I assume that we are like in the first round of the clash, so we are all rolling. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. I just realized I'm not that invested in, in in winning this one I mean I would like to not get hurt but I'm not that invested in, in winning this context because I want to see himbercules do cool things however I did just realize that I have a harpy feather cloak and the way that I had imagined it was that I did want it to kind of give me help with like jumping or like brief flight and I do think this will be a really cool moment to use that That's pretty <laughs> like... hardcore
1: <laughs> <laughs> I am going to draw on a bond from Calliope and draw on one of my many bonds with Himbo Uh just to get me an extra couple of d8.
3: I will do d10 for craft and reason because obviously I'm doing this in a craft, crafty, crafty way. If When we get to choose the domain, I will choose craft and reason. Um, I'll take a <laughs> d8 from my name die, d6 from my epithet, many weighed, because this is one of the many ways in which I try to do things in a not straightforward way. Um, I will take, and then.
1: What a name! To,
0: <laughs> you can really just justify it if you have
3: And then I'll take a D10 for my happy feather cloak, um, and then I'm going to invoke my bond with Artemis for a D4. And um, since I'm we- me and Himbercules are working together, Himbercules, may I spend a bond on you to take your name die because it makes sense since we are working together.
1: You may. Yes, that's an eight.
3: Thank you.
1: So I'm going strong, limbed blood and valor. Because I'm going for the attack. Um, and then I'm going to Divine Favor from Hermes for Daring. Um, and that's a good point. I'm going to Divine Favor from Aphrodite. <laughs> and also, I'm going to call in a Bond from uh, Calliope uh, as she is helping
3: nice and can we can we do the like thing where we say that like i so-and-so will enter this contest because we we don't always do it but i feel like yeah. in the final clash yeah. we should do it um so okay so <laughs> oh nerve wracking um i many wade calliope death bringer and owner of a harpy feather cloak will enter this contest
1: i can take clear voice honored god dionysus the lightning conductor will enter this contest. I, the disarming, strong-limbed Himbercules, sign of Dreyos, the Stormbringer, enter this contest.
2: Oh. Fantastic.
3: Go for it. Do it, do it, do it.
2: So much clattering.
3: <laughs> I got 18 Whoa. I got 17 I
1: got 20
3: <laughs> Whoa. Jesus Christ.
1: I rolled a 10 on that d10 I got a 7 from one of your guys' d8s uh, and I rolled a, a, a divine uh, favor and got a 3 from Aphrodite wow. that's the highest Holy roll I've moly. ever rolled in this game
2: <laughs> so um, Calliope you unfortunately with the 17 you still just get one glory that's okay <laughs> Um, Himbocules gets, uh, so it's rounded up, so 7 glory. And um, Kante gets 13 glory. Damn. So, um, starting with Calliope.
1: I'm one away from 120. Wait, hold on. Were we supposed to be getting glory from like assisting previous things?
3: Um, you get one glory if you support. But not if it's a bond. Yeah, okay. If you support instead, it's of, instead of
1: actually Not this time, but I've, I've been supporting and I've not been asking what. What glory I should be getting? It's just one, I think. Yeah. Just one. Yeah, it's just well, one. then that would push me over to 120. Oh. Nice. Does that mean that makes my name dice a D10? Right. Not Ooh. helpful for this particular one, but if anybody yeah. wants to draw to the up next on that,
2: yeah. Yeah. Always
3: good. I am two away, um, and I am excited as well. <laughs> All right, Calliope,
2: how how do you um, make your way craftily to the siren?
3: Well, I mean, I think I just do what I'm supposed to do. So I, I make a path for him, Hercules. So um, I quite like the idea just because I think it's a cool visual so I think that I'm using my harpy feather cloak. Um, so I'm gonna walk across the top of the arm of the sail and then I'm gonna jump off the mast and there's gonna be a moment where I fall and then the cloak kind of lifts like a little bit higher than it should and the black feathers on it kind of ripple and it becomes like temporarily these ghostly wings. And I'm gonna fly across and like wrap a rope around the kind of tower that the harpy is standing on and tie it off and then make kind of a rope bridge for Himbocules to come across. And then I'm gonna kind of like land on like one side of the platform underneath her completely silently and spookily. And then the ghostly wings are gonna fade and the the feather cloak will fall heavy on my back. Amazing. Totally
2: sick.
1: So cool. (laughs)
2: All right, so uh, Himbocules, what are you doing in your blood well, valor contest?
1: So, Hedley, if you'd like, I can I can go. But uh, also, since we we'll be going into the clash, and it will be mostly you, I'm just taking the first round. I, I can I can go before you now, or I can go after you. I was now, thinking, if you. if you if you introduce what you're doing now, and sure. then we can like come back to you after. For me as well. sure. Um, so I'm gonna stand on the front of the ship. Uh, just above whatever mermaid we have uh, as, our, uh, as, as the figurehead uh, and I'm going to yell at the bull Bull of Timisos Your bard is not doing a very good job of telling your story They are supposed to tell tales of you not to just stand here and sing at you and make you hold up all the walls This is the sort of tale a bard is supposed to tell Uh, And I'm going to begin strumming at the Barbat, and I will sing the song of last time's adventure, The Cursed Isle of Acheros. Though a nymph of Hades, her weeping had us at a loss, For Hades' torch was hers to bear, now in the hands of Erastos. The dead would flood the river Styx If we don't send them back across The damned burn bright as flame upon The cursed isle of Acheros Imbocules, He disarmed with ease Foul sorcerer Aristos The wildly sycophantic Orphany and Calliope Were positively necromantic I sang a song <laughs> into the wind to chant the lonely albatross. Calliope has eyes for thee, fair orphany of Acheros. Woo! Just, <laughs> <cheers.
4: Yep>. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh,
1: just, to really show him what kind of bar, what a bard, what a social media manager is supposed to do. <laughs>
0: That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind.
1: This is the story of Harry Dalowitz and how he rose from nothing to become New York's King
0: of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.
1: The only reason Emberculus is able to <laughs> even vaguely get onto this platform is because even the siren herself has stopped singing to listen to this amazing tale while I nimbly skitter across the rope ladder, come up behind, and strike this iron from behind with a sword.
2: Amazing, and you, um, the mouth from which you had previously been hearing such beautiful ethereal notes suddenly lets forth a hideous (laughs) scream as you plunge your sword through her heart and she collapses onto the platform. Damn.
3: Um, I want to say, by the way, that Calliope is like clinging Spider-Man like to the side of this like Tower,
2: like a gargoyle,
3: and her whole face, yeah, and her whole face, her neck, her ears are just like bright red. Like she's just like she's like hiding. She's pressing her face against the stone, just being like, oh my god <laughs>
1: <laughs> Well, I'm singing about both of you because I guess that's me drawing upon the bond. Is that I'm singing tales of of your slashing of Aristos's arm off. James, and, that was so cool. And yeah. beautiful love was of. Amazing. It was oh, so
3: cool. amazing. <laughs> so, so cool. So good. So <laughs> good.
1: So, I was like I'm going to try and run with Akaros cuz that's the hardest <laughs> one to do. <laughs> it, worked it worked so really well as well. Just. Well. Yeah. Cheers.
2: yeah. Cheers. This is why creative constraints make for great art.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> so, um yeah, basically uh, the Siren is not armed, not f- physically threatening in any way. You've got stuff in your ears. She's yeah, she is no match for Hembokili's sword. So, she collapses uh, in a pool of blood on the on the platform, and you now, as a group, have the singular D10 advantage die to use whenever you want in the rest of the battle.
1: Fantastic! Ah. We have one of those from from before as well.
3: We used that. Oh oh oh! You mean? Oh, we, yeah. you mean the
1: uh, I think we was just for that one round. Wait, but there um, was when we.
3: Um, what about the yeah, one Ma- from earlier yeah, in the Maddie, labyrinth? Maddie, Did Maddie we said use we that? had a D10 advantage. Um, from before yeah
2: for
1: navigation
2: I think it was just for the it was just for the rationale. Um, ah. and
3: I think oh yes I remember because Headley used it I remember
1: yeah it was in that yes. massive massive dice ball I had <laughs> um, yeah I think that was to be used at the time but yeah so now we have one Does that is, is technically James has it because he won the clash is that correct I don't think that was the clash was yeah. that the clash
2: uh, yeah
1: oh okay great well then uh, what am I spending this D10 on uh, you can just save it what for we, the seize defend or yeah, the Yeah,
3: let's find out what we're Great. seizing and defending. Yeah. yeah. So, the
2: only um, remaining foe is the bull and because you have got rid of the siren completely, the bull no longer has the D, the D8 from her for her yes. um, song of the lone hero. Uh, uh. Uh, so she cuz she was fueling the the bull's pride and so he no longer has that advantage nice, and to be fair, he is pretty furious because even if w- this was a, a dysfunctional relationship, <laughs> he's still pretty mad that you've just killed his girlfriend.
1: He doesn't quite understand. He doesn't yet.
2: quite, he he hasn't doesn't got quite enough understand that he's probably the best. He needs for some him. Yeah. time, yeah. 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 Yeah, he needs
1: he needs his he needs his head kicked in, in the middle of this labyrinth <laughs> by Himboculus to really to really see what see the truth. Yeah.
3: In the fields of asphodel, in eternity, wandering through a kind of grey twilight, he'll find peace. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely.
1: No, I'm not saying we kill him. I mean like I just say knock him about a bit till he realizes what a loser he's been sitting here <laughs> in the middle of this labyrinth.
2: And so, um, and also because you've got rid of the siren, you have got rid of the threat that her song would overpower your uh, plugged ears and and get its way into your consciousness. Nevertheless, so you have avoided both of those difficulties. But there is a one threat remaining, that if the bull, in his fury and rage, he may rattle the chains and jerk them to and fro, causing the labyrinth walls to shatter and rain down sharp debris on your heads.
3: Oh, now I understand why it's got black glass walls. Oh no. Mm.
2: So, and if that happens, you will get two pathos and all the sailors on your ship will die all of them no, oh we
1: had to take oh yeah them. we had to take yeah we that had to take disproportionate. <laughs> we had to take pathos for entering this yeah
2: for a contest against the bull um you only have to mark pathos if you suffer against him but now because the bull is the only one left you do have to spend divine favor to enter this contest because it's a mythic foe
1: we don't have to take pathos to enter into contest with the siren
2: um no the, the siren didn't have any um any mythic things attached to it
1: damn we've really uh We've really bypassed the threat of the siren. Yeah. Pretty good.
3: Yeah, genuinely, it, such it, a good call.
1: The classic upper tree over the yeah. problem. We've done it before.
3: Yeah. <laughs> this party approaches problems in many ways. Yes.
1: Usually by vaulting them. <laughs> Next campaign will just be against lumberjacks, purely, just so they can
3: stop <laughs> well, us doing we The will be underground. Like somehow we'll be in underground tunnels, so that we can't go high. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, before we forget, please
2: mark one divine favor for entering the next stage of the content. Gotcha. Yeah, I'm going to...
1: What would happen if we didn't have any divine? But I've got more left, but if we didn't...
2: If you didn't, then you would mark a box of fate. Uh uh-huh. yeah, it makes sense.
3: Um, I will mark... Uh, I'll, I'll spend uh, my divine favor with Ares, Ferocity.
1: Um, I assume that whatever I'll be doing will be um, vocal-based, so I'm going to spend the point of... I'll spend Aphrodite since I've, I've, I will continue to do the thing I've been doing already.
2: All right, so um, so we've got Calliope and Himbocules on the high platform with the body of the siren, we've got the bull on the lowest platform, and facing off with the bull from the safety of the boat is Kante <laughs> singing this absolutely incredible song.
1: That is how I never get any fails. <laughs> Mm. and why my epithet dice all my all my domain dice will remain sixes and one eight
2: (laughs) i'm gonna say um even if it might not be in the rules i'm gonna say you can choose what domain you use for this uh this contest because that seems to make the most sense because you're all doing very different things i will roll for the bull
3: i want to defend um Partly because I think that's kind of Calliope's whole deal, but also because I have an idea for a way to protect the sailors um, in case we need to.
1: I like that. In that case, I will seize and I will attack the bull head on. Um, I will probably attempt to continue playing the music in order to, and, and address the bull to try and get his attention away from thinking about pulling in the chains.
2: Uh. He, <laughs> I rolled really terribly, and the, you only have to beat a nine. Nice, <laughs> nice. Oh wow! So narratively, I'm going to say the the song of the siren was doing a lot of the heavy lifting for this bull, and now he's really not in a great state to be fighting. He's sort of
1: he's been through a lot, less him. Like,
2: yeah, he's using his massive hammer to like wipe away
3: his tears of oh. rage and sorrow. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs>
1: she was bad for you, dude.
3: <laughs> yeah. I'm going to spend Bond again on him, Berkules, if that's okay, Headley, to take your name down. Yeah. Um,
1: yeah, I'm going to do the same. I signal from, from the top the naval hand signal of the utmost respect for a song that can be given. So the Thank captain that knows that he has the 100% full approval of his captain. Beautiful. I will draw that as my bol- being bolstered by Berkules.
3: Okay, so I'm going to use my epithet die, my name die, craft, and reason because crafty and Himbercules D8. I got a
1: 12. We got a
3: 13. I got
1: an 18.
3: Nice. Ooh.
1: That's what you get for now being able to roll a D10. <coughs> I rolled, I've rolled, te- I've rolled tens. You can't see. I've rolled tens twice. <laughs> uh, so.
3: And an eight. And an eight. Amazing. Because
1: I got because I had two eights, so I was pulling yeah, from. Yeah,
3: yeah. Because
2: I was rolling a D10 is eight as and my own eight. Fabulous. So well. Yeah, More than more than succeed, and so I... uh, starting with Hembocules uh, getting one glory, um, Calliope getting five glory, Ooh. and uh, Kante getting nine glory.
0: I really
1: shouldn't steal, steal all this glory. You're not. Shall I just go first since I'm doing the most the most thing that I'm like the most similar thing that I was doing yeah, to the last one, and yeah. then you guys can do your action.
2: Absolutely, because um, it is kind of setting the stage for what <coughs> the other folks are doing. Yes.
1: So I am going to uh, continue strumming um, a power bass line, and I am going to uh, address the bull. <clears throat> what T- Timisos, Yeah. Timisos, t- is that Timisos. Timisos. Fantastic. Bull of Timisos, do you see, in your time of need, you have been abandoned <laughs> by your bard?
2: <laughs> All she
1: has done is keep you here. All she has done is keep you from fighting as Himbokulis fights. Himbokulis is a true hero. He joins us on our journey. He ventures into the world to face threats head on. And all you have done at the behest of this siren is stand here and hold up walls while your foes
2: drown around
1: you. (laughs) You are craven, sir. (laughs)
2: The bull is completely staring you down, Mm -hmm. still beyond words, um, like nostrils flaring and hot air emerging from the nostrils with absolute rage. And uh, is so focused on you that uh, he has no thought of even rattling the chains or doing anything.
1: What are you gonna do about it, buddy? He's
2: just come up, frozen in fury, fight me IRL. (laughs) So now let's see what Calliope is doing.
3: Well, so my idea was if the bull rattled the chains, so now I'm gonna try and figure out something different. Oh. I no 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 I, I think it's I think it's really cool and I, I love I love I love that Kante like always comes in clutch like I love that like he's like I'm not gonna do any of the work but when you need me when you need me I'll be there
4: yeah <laughs> like, that's
3: really where I'm just <laughs> um, but but uh, but I mean I, I I guess like I could still because I wanted to defend and I, I guess like really the people I'm defending are sailors because they're the only real people here so I guess um,
1: and you know chefs and swashbucklers
3: yeah yeah who we can't really categorize as people Pirates. we've like discussed that they probably should instead be like you know categorized as maybe like very intelligent dogs but like you know
1: i mean they can't be categorized as sailors <laughs> i, I meant sailors is more what i was <laughs> <thinking>. <laughs> um,
3: um but uh yeah okay well i'll i'll, I'll still do my thing because i think it made sense so i want to climb back across the rope. And I'm essentially going to cut the mainsail free so that it falls like as a as a kind of like tarp over the top of the sailors so that it's a way, like, if the, the walls do shatter, we will be protected from the glass, um, which is going to be a ball ache to fix later, but they're going to be happy if they've not been skewered by massive pieces of volcanic glass. So uh, that's, yeah.
2: Yeah, that's, and...
1: Uh... That's okay. My thing is just as much distracting the bull so Himbocles can get... Get a good shot on him as it is protecting against the glass as well. so Yeah,
2: yeah. They're, like the bull could start um, shaking with rage at any minute, but at this very, at this precise moment in time, he's pretty, he's pretty occupied. Just.
3: Death yeah, we've staring. still
1: got a. We've still got another segment of this. He's, combat, he's, he's not, trapped uh, in a
3: banter contest with Kante and he can't escape. And he's really losing. Like it's a rap battle, and this bull just was never really yeah, a player. Um, like let's be real. <laughs> no. Um,
2: yeah, I think he's just feeling a lot of feelings right now. No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I do like so how Kante have, is
3: just vicious mockerying this bull. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, of course, absolutely.
2: I'm but a big boss. Tiefling
3: energy. My but woman. yeah, actually, sorry, I should I should actually describe. So so climb back across the rope to the top of the um, mainsail where we were, and then kind of walking across that wood, like using one of my knives, like cutting each like loop of rigging that's holding the sail, and it kind of like starts falling down, and then I'll jump off with like surprising grace with my, my Harpy feather cloak and and just kind of grab the canvas and like pull it over the sailors and kind of um, not explain what I'm doing they might be confused. I'm not going to explain it. I don't think is that kind of person. Um,
1: <laughs> I don't need to explain myself to you. <laughs> yeah,
3: exactly. Um, but kind of get the cameras over everyone. Amazing. So yeah, there's a there's a, a brief
2: murmur of uh, of dissent, but as soon as they realise what you're doing, they're like, oh, okay, cool, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, and they understand. What's she bloody doing? <laughs> what the X-y, so doing? Um, what the X-y doing? What uh, the X-y doing? So, and now, Himbocules, uh, what are you doing? In this uh, seizing of the moment. Okay,
1: so um, there were multiple platforms in this room, aren't there? Like, the the harpy was on the tallest one, so I assume they kind of stagger downwards towards the main platform where the bull is. Yeah. Well, that's how I'm reading this. Yeah, yeah. So, Himbocules uses his uh, powerful physical strength to leap from platform to platform. Getting further and further down until he's on a platform, um, just at, around the same height as the uh, the bull right behind him. So I've manoeuvred myself to be in the ideal position for the for the finale.
2: Wonderful. So you are poised behind this bull, who is still. Staring the death stare at Kante and has no idea that you're there.
3: Um, yeah, I'm,
1: I mean, like, if he'd seen me, I'd be very much in clubbing range, but uh, luckily he I be really distracted. like
3: how this just reflects the, like, supernatural power of Kante's song, because, like, no matter how distracting someone is, Kimbokulis is, like, fucking, like, you know, six foot seven or whatever in a wall of. Yeah, it's probably he's going so, like, Yeah, exactly. Like, I'm just <laughs> imagining, like, I just, like, kind of doom right on the platform next to him, and the bull is still looking at Kante, like, just like.
1: I didn't say magic. I I did not say magic i'm just really good at making him feel bad about himself <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's my power
2: <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm very much like carrying the 20 at the start of this combat right through to the end because it's so... i got a
1: 20 and an 18 i think i'm entitled to distract to the bull yeah. i there's nothing i can do i like, in the, next I like round, the idea that he's but... also wearing a big old helmet and <laughs> Imagine it, obsidian. This must be super really. Yeah, such an like this is the thing. Like, I'm imagining
3: that the echo is true. like amplifying the effect from the first round, and like it keeps like bouncing back, and like everything Kante does, like the water and the obsidian walls, like are echoing it and looping it, and kind of like just like, yeah, yeah. This is like a, a like a I can't fly this guy. All
1: I can do is, yeah, all I can do is play off the loop, the loop pedals of every time I encounter huge steep bits <laughs> of rock. Uh...
2: all right so um i'm gonna roll for the bull in the finale so to let you know what the target you have to get is Mm, yeah this is going to be more challenging oh jesus good so that's a 14 you have to beat
1: (sighs) what domain are we doing
2: the person who seized um so that's hippoculus hippoculus gets to choose the domain
1: yeah i think this is going to be blood and valor um because not only is it my best one but it's also one that uh, Calliope is good at um, and although James that's, does have the I don't the need detail. the glory <laughs> <It's all good. laughs> I will um, attempt to blood and valor roll as well Okay, so yes I'm going to use strong limbed Himbercules, blood and valor so that's 3d8 plus I'm going to invoke my recent uh, name that is the disarming Himbercules and I'm going to attempt to disarm to delim.
3: I will also roll, but I am not going to put as many dice into this roll because I feel like it is like a, a big Himboculis smash moment. But just in case, I am going to roll as well. <laughs> but if I miss yeah. it,
1: if I miss yeah. it. and this I'm is also the... going to roll, even though it's Blood and Valor, I'm going to have to work out what yeah. combat I'm going to do. This is the big one as well. This is the big one. Yeah, I should roll that D10, I guess. Uh, can I give that D10 to Himboculus? Um,
3: I'm going to say yeah. Why
2: not? Sure. <laughs> um,
3: Himboculis, you can take support from me, which is another D8. Um for Blood and Valor. Uh please Oh wait, no no no. Support only works if you're not taking part. Um so I will I will bolster you and can you please bolster me? And the same for Kante. Because yes. I figure this is like our last session, um, we might as well. So you guys get a D ten if you're spending um your bond with me to roll. And then Himbercules, your name die is a D eight, right? It is, yes. I'm gonna mark divine favor with Hermes to enter the contest.
1: Same, actually. I'm gonna uh Use my second Divine Fairy with Hermes. And I'm going to, for daring. I'm going to call upon Zeus.
2: Everybody's rolling.
1: On a d10, zero's are high, right? Yeah. Oh,
2: yes. <laughs> 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 All right, so what's everyone
3: got?
1: So I, I got a,
3: a 15. I, I failed. I got a 13. Ooh.
1: Yeah. So I got a 24
3: holy fuck <laughs> okay but I do feel like we've been building to this moment like in the whole campaign like we keep being like you yeah. know Himbokulis is really big Himbokulis is really beefy Himbokulis is really strong and like there's been a couple times when he's been able to like do a cool thing but like this in the final fight against the biggest beefiest monster doing the beefy blood and valour roll, Himbokulis just fucking comes through and is like motherfucker yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus
1: 24 Four. Jinx. I'm sending you the the picture of the dice roll. I on two of my d10s, I got a zero. I got I got a ten on both on two and of my And then you d10s. got a
3: four on your domain. Uh,
1: and then I got four oh on my, my d4. God. So I literally tripled.
2: Oh my god!
3: <laughs> just like That's The exact right moment, like just fucking yeah, perfect. Absolutely.
2: So beginning with Calliope, unfortunately. Um, because this is a perilous foe, you will have to mark Oum' oh, uh, pathos um, in this contest. So you you are you do take some harm um, while you're attempting what you're attempting. So can you please describe to me um, what you're trying to do? Okay, cool, cool,
3: cool, 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 cool. Not, not, not. Okay, cool, good. Um, yeah. So I, I mean, I think that like Calliope just sort of wants to help because I, I feel like they would probably try to attack from a range. I'm, struggling to imagine why they would go up close and maybe Hedley if it's okay with um Himbocules maybe there's a second where the Minotaur sees Himbocules and like Calliope thinks that like the Minotaur's is going to kind of get in a lucky shot and like Calliope like and that's what kind of makes Calliope like get in the way like she kind of got closer to be like back up and then she sees a moment where Himbocules might not like completely ace this um, and, and and tries to distract the minotaur. But-
1: yeah, no, that works, that works. All pile on.
3: Cool. So I think yeah, Calliope kind of follows himbo on on the leap thing with significantly more effort. It takes him a lot longer to follow Herkulles because he doesn't have the quads, honestly, like <laughs> I'm
1: very much I'm very much picturing this like an American uh t- American top ninja or an American ninja warrior where they just do the massive massive jumps that look effortless, but then like for, for anyone else, it's just like scrabbling, it, like, oh, yeah. God. In,
3: in, in, in oh, my head, wait. it was like, you know, in the merch that we'll have for this show, um, that you'll be able to buy a game of frog where you have him, Bercullis and you just press on his butt, which is like very round, like to make <laughs> him like, <laughs> just jump. Um, anyway, uh, so ancient Greece's ass. <laughs> the ass all of ancient Greece is talking about Kante.
1: The meat of Crete. <laughs> <in this world.
3: laughs> <laughs> okay, so Cliope follows oh, him Achilles across and gets up. The bull is distracted by Kante's amazing song that's echoing, um, but... Um, as Himbocules and the Minotaur enter into this fight, um, like Calliope is kind of like hanging on the side of the column again, like she was before with the siren. Um, and she sees a moment where it looks like the Minotaur is gonna catch Himbocules off guard or like do maybe like a feint or something that Calliope uses, like a kind of more sneaky sort of throwing you off your balance kind of thing. Um, and Calliope panics and scrambles up to the top of the tower because... Despite himself, he has begun to care about him, um, and just fucking tries to, like, grab the Minotaur, and I imagine, like, that the, the Minotaur's strength is, like, like, Calliope is wiry, but they are not beefy. Um, and I think, like, probably the Minotaur just fucking flings them off the tower and, like, into a wall or into the ocean, and there is a nasty crunch. Yeah,
2: that sounds about right. Yeah, so, uh, Calliope has, uh, unfortunately taken some damage, but, uh, and hopefully scrabble into a corner and protect themselves while the fight of the millennium is happening <laughs> center stage. Um, meanwhile, what is Kante doing?
1: Since this is a blood and valor role, it has to be combat-based. And I, as the bard, have since day one chosen that my combat uh, weapon is going to be fighting pet. Uh, yep, yep. <laughs> so, Boris... While, while Kante is strumming and, like, yelling at the at the Minotaur, uh, after the Minotaur just smacks Calliope 1, Boris is just going to pop up from under the bone armor and just, like, start running around in his, in his chest, just biting him, just biting, biting at him under his arms, forcing the Minotaur to, like, raise his arms above his head uh, at getting bitten in the armpits by... <laughs> Nasty, nasty Boris.
2: It's very much like when a very large animal is being annoyed by a fly or a gnat and they're yeah. just like, even though they could easily crush it, they're just, it's too fast, it can't quite catch it. Yeah, um, yeah. absolutely. And uh, is also um, distracted by a completely different method, um, leaving Himboculis to do whatever he's going to do.
1: Well, there has been all of these things going back and forth I may have thrown a spear from my back and a dagger down towards his feet, making him less steady on his feet. He staggers back towards the platform. I hold my sword up high and I go from craven to cleaven, and I jump and I cleave yeah. his arm straight Correct. off midair, slash through right through his shoulder, Ugh. through in and out, and the arm holding the big hammer clangs to the floor.
2: Amazing and as, yeah, as you do that um, he, the bull also like reaches to clutch where his arm once was in pain and the other arm releases the chains and all the walls of the labyrinth just like the like the piece, like pieces of set just fall back down and you can now see the ocean stretching out beyond and you can see exactly the path you need to take to exit this labyrinth so uh,
1: Ever since I saw he was holding up those chains, I was just waiting for the moment that those walls that we've been facing for weeks would just fall away and we can see the open sea once again.
2: And so now you have the Bull of Timmy Sauce just in your in your grasp. What do you want to do with uh, this defeated foe?
1: Um, I, I would like to talk to them. So I'm assuming they're now like, I've, I've hit them in the feet. They've stumbled around, I've cut off an arm. I'm. I'm pitching. He's kind of knelt down and is in a quite kind of submitted, um, and and I say to him, kind of like in a, in the position with sword out, as if I could finish him off easily. Um, but I say to him, you wanted to be a hero, but there was nothing heroic in, in your actions. These are heroes, and I point to Kante and I point to Calliope, and I say. These people were, were happy to go up against someone three times bigger than them to, to sacrifice themselves, use their cunning, use their skills, use their oration and reason. And they did all of that knowing that they could lose at any moment. That's what a hero looks like. What you did was nothing close. We could, we could end you today, but sometimes the most heroic thing to do is to give someone a second chance. So by, by my captaincy, by my princeship, and by, by the will of these people here, I'm gonna say, if you go back to ways of of causing chaos and destruction, we'll come find you. But if you can make if you can find it in yourself to become a true hero, then we're gonna let you go.
2: The bull just breaks down and All the anger and frustration and sorrow wells up in him and he weeps. Um, And finally, um, when the tears begin to subside, he looks you straight in the face and says, I know what
4: you say to be true. Please take take my armor, take my helmet. And
2: he rips it off from his bleeding (laughs) body and thrusts it into your grasp and takes off his helmet and hands it over to you Um, and also and he gestures to the chains which are now lying um on the on the floor saying
4: take these they are they are extremely powerful they could even capture a god they are so strong um you may need them in your future travels
2: and so after this display of being very humble um he turns and just dives into the water and starts swimming in any direction he can think of. He's just going to s- swim until he finds the shore or until he can swim no more.
1: That salt water is really going to sting that uh, that armhole we he also,
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah well, I was just going to probably say exactly the same thing, which is probably like, it's, uh, it's, it's going to disinfect it as well, so it's all good.
1: salt water it's not bad. It,
2: um, Once he gets to the cleaner water, not the pukey um, corpse water. Yeah.
1: From from his um, many healed scars, I, I think he's got the constitution for it. But I, I think there is one last thing we still need to do here. Um, and I take the, the armor of bones um, and kind of deconstruct, the, deconstruct it the best I can so they're just back in their original form near enough and uh, go over to the water. Um, and uh, I call uh, Calliope across.
3: I think I'm like, I think I'd fallen in the water with a couple broken bones. It's fine, it's just the ribs, um, and like had been like <laughs> among the corpses, trying like essentially playing dead. But like when you call me over, I, I think I'm probably gonna need you to throw like a rope down or something or pull me up, like.
1: Yeah, I th- I think c- considering that I, I call out <laughs> Calliope, where where are you? I'm just gonna
3: like very wounded, just be like I'm here. I shouldn't attempt thrilling heroics. I should leave that. So to you.
1: I I lift down and I I'd pick you up with one hand. <laughs> <laughs> and,
3: ow, ow. And, oh, thank and you. And place
1: you down next to, <laughs> next to me. Thanks. Um and I said and I say you you said the these people needed to be avenged and their bones needed to be released. Um would you like to do the honors?
3: Well, I think we should cremate them, but yes. Um and I'm going to, I assume, actually we established uh, last session, or like the last island, that Calliope is a bit of an arsonist and has several flints on him at all times so that he can start a fire whenever he wants to. So I'm going to invoke <laughs> that that character detail here and kind of draw from my presumably waterproof uh, pouches a, a flint and some tinder and kind of like set it in the middle of the bones um, and then uh, set a fire and then I'm going to uh, look over to where Kante, I assume, is still on the ship and um, yes. kind of say, hey, Kante, could you play something appropriate?
1: You got it. Um, Coffin dance. Kante is going to play um, sort of, a, I suppose, a dirge, but, but maybe be a little bit lighter and more area, not as suffocating Uh, and as he does so he's going to turn to the um crew of the ship who are all presumably climbing out from underneath this canvas and say gentlefolk many have come here as we have and many have lost their lives as we nearly did um i think all we can do now is Mourn for the dead that surround us that they may pass on as we mourn the lost days and weeks hours of our lives trapped in here to let the spirits go as we let go the darkness this labyrinth has brought upon us and just try and get the crew to get a sense of emotional Well, I relief. think,
3: like, if... it's. I, I was kind of imagining that, like, enough to... That's beautiful. Like, I imagine that maybe, like, uh, Kante, like, hums, like, kind of a, a familiar, like, a, a song for the dead. And I think so probably, like, Calliope... Oh, sure. Yeah, and I think probably Calliope starts singing with him. And then maybe the sailors, maybe slowly at first, but, like, start joining in. And I want Calliope to just kind of grab him hand just like as a friend just hold it very tightly and just kind of sing a song for these lost heroes
1: why do you have one prepared Ella?
3: ha! <laughs> <laughs> no but I, I I mean I think like I think it's probably more of a heroes old and heroes young who are lost to the waves so far from home heroes old and heroes young who lost your way When the stars were gone We sing your song We sing your song We remember your names We remember That you're gone
1: Imbokilis joins in, the whole crowd Join in And uh, yeah, I think we we send these these bones to rest.
2: Absolutely, and as you reach the climax of the song, you see um, you suddenly see appearing around you thousands and thousands of pale shades of these heroes clad in shining armor, um, bearing great weapons, and they all just as one nod their heads and disperse into dust and float away on the ocean breeze. And so You return to your ship, and you manage to find your way out of the labyrinth. Now you can see the water stretching out beyond you, and once you have made your way out of the labyrinth and see these great sheets of obsidian just laying behind you, the mist starts to close in around you again. You're once again lost in the the clouds that the gods have surrounded you with, but… As the night falls and you look up at the sky you do indeed see that even more stars are sparkling above you and you know that the gods are on your side and they will eventually guide you home. And you also know that throughout your adventures you have left every single island that you visited better than you found it. You have brought people peace, you have brought people closure and you will continue to do so until you reach your final resting place and your final destination. So that is where we will leave our heroes for now. But perhaps we will see them again, who knows? Um, Thank thank you so much for listening. Uh, it's been an absolute pleasure to play with these fantastic players.
1: Yeah, it's been awesome.
2: Um, (laughs) (laughs)
1: Maddie thank you very much, Maddie for running such a cool session. So cool. Such a cool campaign.
2: Thank you all for joining me. And so, um, Hedley, where can people find you on the internet?
1: You can find me on Twitter at Hedley underscore K or at WeFixSpaceJunk. And yeah, listen listen to our podcast.
3: And Ella. You can find me on social media on Twitter and Instagram at Watts, where I post about all sorts of things, mostly my work and being gay speaking of my work, if you want to know more about it, then Doctor Who Redacted is a Doctor Who audio drama that is very gay and very trans, uh, that is now available worldwide on all podcatchers, which means that you can listen to it on the same app that you're using to listen to Realms of Peril and Glory right now. Uh, Check that out if you'd like to. If you want to check out more of my work, there's a free app called Zombies Run, which you can download. It's an interactive audio drama and fitness gaming app. I think it's pretty cool. I'm a voice director, there. And finally, if you enjoy my approach to tabletop gaming, then you can check out the tabletop game I made called Upriver Downriver. Upriver Downriver is a game about rebuilding peace in the ruins of war, but it's also about being gay on a boat. Uh, it's a fun time, and if you want to order that book either as a PDF or in a hard copy, then sign up to MacGuffin and Company's uh, newsletter, which is on their website, and you will be kind of alerted first when those books are available to pre order and indeed just to buy, which should be pretty cool it's going to be towards the end of this year and I'm really excited about it. Uh, yeah, that's me. Thank you. Wonderful. And James?
1: Uh, yes, I mean, you can find me on Twitter at Barbaros Phone, though you probably shouldn't. And check out, as previously mentioned, uh, by Ella, The Orphans. Uh, it's the show that uh, co-creator of Realms of Peril and Glory, Zachary fortes Gom and I and many other people that you know uh, have helped work Pon. it's a science fiction audio drama so yeah check that out
2: fantastic you can find me on twitter and instagram at maddie underscore abstract where there are links to all the various things that i do including chapter and in multiverse which is an actual play podcast from rusty quill uh, which explores the city of chapter across multiple parallel universes And you can support the show at patreon.com slash lightandtragic. You can follow Realms of Power and Glory on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at RealmsPod. And you can also check out the link in the description for RPG merch. And for the final time for this campaign, I would like us to say goodbye. Goodbye.
1: Goodbye. Also, join us in Agon Admin so we can epilogue this whole thing. I've got lots to say. Agon Admin.